Okay. We are holding page 71. <clears throat> page 71. Complete trust, no lip service. It's a good day to speak about this on a fast day. So enter into the three weeks, nine days, Tisha above. So having, let's, read, let's just read straight, as we always do. Having said that the first introduction necessary to have Bitochen is full comprehension of how only God possesses all seven qualities that are needed for placing trust in another being. First, we, have to, we had to learn the seven, seven being that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is the most compassionate. All compassion in this world, any act of compassion that you do, or that you receive, is from the Rebona Shalom. We learned that a while ago. Nothing is hidden from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He knows everybody's situation and every, every, the perfect balance and the perfect benefit. Whatever a person needs, HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows. Nothing's hidden. You can never think that he doesn't know what's best for me. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, no, no, no. no $25 million is the best. I'm telling you it's the best for me. HaKadosh <clears throat> Baruch Hu says, no, it's not. I know me. Shem says, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know you too. Right, so we have to, this is part of, these are the, the nikudas, the technical, almost, <clears throat> bullet points, huge, yesodus, that we have to have a muna in and, and, and have trust in. Again, that he's, all compassion comes from him. All compassion of all time. That he knows everything, nothing is hidden from him, he knows what benefits us. Three, He's the strongest. Nobody can outmaneuver him. If a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants something to happen, it will happen. There's no reason to be scared of other people. If the Boreal doesn't want it to happen for you, then it won't happen for you, but not because of that guy. Because the Boreal, that guy is just a messenger of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So we don't need to be scared of the guy, the messenger. We have to be scared of the one who sent the messenger, ultimately Kaddish Baruch Hu. This is where our thoughts have to go. Bitochen meaning is the way of thinking. It's a process of thinking. We have to rewire, reframe, realign, pick all the fancy words. There's probably some fancy psychological words nowadays. Reaffirm. Anybody else? Come on. Who reads the psychology stuff? Joe, give me something. You said them all. I said them all. We have to... Right? We've come into a world for many years, 20, 30 years, where we're not thinking the way we're supposed to. There's a way where a Jew is supposed to think. Through Amun and through Bitochen. And we need to be taught like, like we're in first grade again. Just like a little kid learning how to say letters and then he puts the letters together and he makes words and he's so exciting and, and then he can read books. All the books, like I have my kids, when they're, when they're young, they read the books and they don't read, they can't read, they're looking at pictures. Pictures and pictures and pictures and pictures. And then at some point they can read and they're like, wow, it's like a whole new world. Now they know what the pictures are saying. They used to, they guessed at it. Now they can read it. It's so exciting. So we also, we lived life one time, you know, Kishmak did pretty well so far. We could read the pictures a little bit. But now we have the words. Now we have the words that now we can read life properly. And when you do, so then you, have, then you also have a kid, then you also have the kid who he knows how to read. And I see him flipping through the pages and I say, like, why aren't you... You're not reading the words. You're just looking at the pictures like you used to. He's like, yeah, I'm just like lazy. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not in the mood to read today. 
but you could read, you could enjoy the book for what it, you're missing out on most of the book because you don't even know what it's really saying. You think you do, but you don't. It's a laziness. So if a person wants to live life with the right words, with the right picture, with the right story, we need to know what the words are and then we need to read the words. When something goes on during the day, we need the right words flashing through our, our mind. And it could take a little bit of extra effort. It's very easy to worry and be anxious and be angry and yell and scream. It's much, that's easy. Because that's the gut reaction. That's the jerk reactions, always. It takes a little bit of effort. Say, one second, let's, 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 let's realign. Let's slow this down. Let's think how we're supposed to think. So he's the strongest. Right? So therefore, again, nobody is trying to hurt you. Even though it looks like it, but they can't do anything unless the Kaddish Baruch Hu allows them to. Kaddish Baruch is always, number four, was he's always supervising, he's always paying attention. He never sleeps. He supervises, he's the greatest mashgich. He's always in the kitchen. Usually by mashgich, he's in, and he's out, Yosef, and Nichnas. Kaddish Baruch is mashgich tamidi. He doesn't ignore anybody. Like in this week's Parsha, right? Klaishal didn't even know that what Bill and Balak were trying to do. They had no idea. We only know because the Kaddish Baruch told Moshe and Avu, but otherwise, we never would have known. Kaddish takes care of us, even when we don't know. How many other situations in life are happening right now? This minute, maybe. Could be that there's somebody out there who, 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 who's designated this shul to like <coughs> be a, an attack, or any shul. And the Kaddish Baruch somehow takes care of them in some way that we don't even know. We'll never know. This happens in Israel all the time. All the time. And we know we don't know because we know that when they tell us sometimes that they catch these guys, that means there's a lot of times that they don't tell us. It happens all the time. How many times in our life is a Kaddish Baruch watching over us and guiding us when we don't have any, any das? <coughs> so this, if you believe this, you think about this, this should help us in, in our daily lives. He helps us when we don't even know. So Kol Shekane, he would help us when we do know. Again, it just, it, maybe it's not the way I would envision the help. But that goes back to knowing that he knows best for us more than we know. Number five, these are all things we have to chazrov. We have to have them... <clears throat> We have to really have them at, at, at the tip of our brain, if I could use such a language. Right? It has to be there all the time. It's not about the tip of the tongue because you don't have to speak to anybody. It's, it's in the mind. Number five, <clears throat> no one can help or harm another person. Not you to another person, another person to you, unless a Kodesh Baruch who gives the Rishus and is the one who's behind it. Impossible. There's no such thing. So therefore, everything in life, whether someone's trying to help you or hurt you, remember to interact with a Kodesh Baruch Otherwise, you're just interacting with the Amazon delivery guy, right? And you think he's the one who made the products. You're missing the point. There's a sender. There's a boreolum. Again, whether it's hurting or helping. If it's helping, remember to be makertov and thank Kaddish Baruch Hu, openly. And if it's hurting, remember to speak to Kaddish Baruch Hu. Baruch Hu, like, what's going on over here? I know it's you. What I do? What's, why did this happen to me? Get into a shaklavataria with a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Why not? And no, very often you'll find certain things in your life that you think, oh, maybe it's because of this. You know, maybe I haven't, you know, maybe I'm missing minion or I don't know, some other thing. Things will come into your head. This happens all the time. And then maybe or maybe not that's the reason, but if there is a chisaron, it's kedai to work on it. Right? Number six, Kaddish Baruch Hu has been doing chasadim to each one of us since we're in the womb, before we deserved it. And Viter, we don't deserve it. So why wouldn't he help us till today? 
Again, just because it doesn't look like it's helping, it looks like I'm losing, it looks like this is bad, you don't know. We don't know. Trust in the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And number seven was that the Kaddish Baruch Hu, we said, creates and knows the beginnings, middles, and ends of all situations before it even starts. He knows the, right, the beginning, the middle, the end. He, he has the homeless Geras. He has it all worked out. And we have to just live simply, happily, calm within that system. That's our Nisayim. Those are the seven, how does he call them? The seven qualities that are needed for us to place our trust in the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Because he has all these qualities, there's no reason not to trust in him. We just need to believe in them. We need to think about them. Once you have these seven down, and, you're, and this is the way you process, then life's going to be a different life. So let's go weiter. So he says, the author now starts with a second introduction. A person must internalize the fact that Hashem knows all of his thoughts, deeds, and misdeeds, and knows if a person's bitachon is genuine or merely lip service. So it says the Chalzavavos v'hakdoma hashenis sheyedovi isbarer etzlo. We'll read the whole this paragraph and then we'll translate. Kiabori isbarach mashkifalav vein nelam mimenu negleu vinistaro utzfuno vinereu vimbitchono belokav belev shalom imlo. So let's just read the translation. The second introduction. The person should know that it should be clear to him that the Creator is watching over him and that nothing is concealed from him from Hashem. Neither those actions that the person performs in public and are revealed for others to see. HaKadosh Baruch always knows what you're doing in public. Nor those actions that, are pers- that, a person, that the person performs in private and are hidden from others. HaKadosh Baruch knows what's going on in the Chedrei Chadarim, in the innermost chamber of your house. Even his thoughts, a human being's thoughts, and will add feelings, are not concealed from Hashem, neither those that are hidden from other people, which nobody knows about, all the way to the deepest skeletons in the closet, nor those that are apparent through his speech and actions. Kaddish Baruch knows what a person's thinking at every moment. Right now, he knows what you're thinking. He's there. He is the thought. That's a little more. Chesidus. But it's also the Rambam himself says it. God also knows if the person's reliance on Him is wholehearted or not. HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows if you really trust in Him or not. You can't trick Him. You can't, you can't outthink Him. HaKadosh Baruch I'm thinking that I'm a Babitachan, but you're really not. He knows that other thought. And we have multiple levels of thinking. Because we could think about thoughts. And we could think about the thought that we just thought about, that we just thunk about. It's not really a word, but that we just thought about. You have a thought, you thought about the thought, and then we could think about thinking about that thought. I mean, you can go through multiple layers. So we could try to, we could try to trick ourselves, or trick a Kaddish Baruch Hu, in the, in, the, in the outer layers, but in the inner layers, he says, I'm, I'm there, I'm there with you in that, in that most inner layer. So let's read this note, it starts on 71 in the bottom, bottom right. Hashem also knows if a person's reliance on him is wholehearted or not. So listen, it's a long note, but it's, it's Kedai, and that's why we're using the Sefer, because they write beautiful things here. This second, I don't know how to pronounce this, preface, 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 thank you, thank you, should have consulted with you before. This preface mandates that for the benefits of trust to be manifest, that for the benefits of trust to be manifest, if a person wants, what's the benefit of trust that we've been discussing? What is the main benefit of trust that we've been discussing? Nobody tell me 
Don't tell me that you're going you're gonna to get the 25 million. That's always going to be exactly how you want it. That's not what we're... The benefits of us are... Yishavadas. Being calm, tranquil, happy, settled. Those are the main benefits of trust according to the Chavos of us. Whether you have the money or not, come. That's the ikr. But it has to be, the trust has to be real. You can't fake it. You could fake it till you make it if you're trying, it's called mitoch lolishma, balishma, that's okay. But don't fake yourself out thinking that you got it when you don't because the proof's in the pudding as they say. Are you a calm person or are you not a person? Are you a happy person or are you not a happy person? It's very simple. If you have the bitachon and it's real, you will be most often calm and most often happy. We do get tested, obviously, in things that are higher than our, where we're holding a nisayim, which is supposed to help us get to the next level. And therefore, in that nisayim, we will be anxious and nervous and worried. That's okay. Which means we have to double down on our avodas bitachon. But most of the time, a real babitachon or someone who's working on it is going to be besimcha, b'menuchas nefesh. It's like Shabbos every day. A person cannot pay lip service to his trust, saying he has bitachon, but fails to contemplate what he is saying or truly mean it. You have to. You have to. Has to be. Has to be in your brain, in your heart. According to the Pasalachim, who's a, who's a parish on, on the Chavos of Avos, this preface mandates that a person should know that Hashem is observing him to see if his trust is cr- truly com- complete. We should know if we are trying. Whatever a person, we're in, you're in training. You're in training mode. I don't know, pick anything in, the, in life. You're training for a job, or you're training, uh, you have one of these sports guys going into training, and all the scouts are there, or anything else in training. When, whatever you're training for, you're being observed in that area, specifically. That's the whole point of training. Not, not the whole point, but that's, this training is for you to train, and for others, depending on the situation, for them to observe you and watch you train. So, so they can guide you, they can help you, but also they could critique you, right? To know if you really mean it. You're training for a job, and uh, the people want to know, is this guy, is he going to be most unnefish for the company, or he's not going to be most unnefish? So we're going to give him difficult work. We're going to give him long hours. Let's see if he's there. Let's see if he's doing it. Let's see what kind of efforts he's putting in. So if a person is working on bitachon, and he be'emis wants to work on bitachon, for real, again, if it's a joke, then we're not talking to you. But if it's real, then you should know that a Kaddish Baruch is constantly observing your bitachon, which is good if you want to work on it. It comes with nisyonos, which is not bad. It's just the heavy lifting to make you a Babi Tafan. But you should know that every thought you think, he's, he's observing it in a way of bitachon. Not to hurt us, not to make us feel pressure, to help us and guide us. If a person wants to work in bitachon, and he starts to think that a Kaddish Baruch is watching him, watching his thoughts, if he's thinking like bitachon, it just makes a person alert with zrizus. I should think like a Babi Tafan because a Kaddish Baruch is watching me right now. And then if you're thinking like a bitachon because a Kaddish Baruch is watching you, then you're going to become a Baal bitachon. Because you are what you think. Right? So this is all part of the process. It just builds us. Strengthening trust. Hashem could have given the Jews in the desert the mon. I will not read it in mana. I don't know why they do that. <clears throat> mon. I don't know. In Hebrew it's memnun. No, there's no memnun. Hey. Another pet peeve of mine. Why are they translate in English Balaam. 
You know, I didn't look at the English yesterday. Balam. It's Bilam. No? It just bothers me. I don't know why. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know. I should just call art school or something and figure that out. Or ask them why they spell in mana. I don't know. Why? Do I know? It's a silly thing that bothers me. It doesn't really bother me. I just... It's quirky. All right. Hashem could have given the Jews in the desert the mun for a month or two at a time. Why then did he give it daily? So we know it was ordered to train them in bitachon. They had to develop their trust in Hashem daily that he would provide them with their needs for that day. <clears throat> Every day you have to trust it's going to come down in the morning. Don't hold on to it. You have to eat it up the whole day. The Alter Rebbe Shnei Zaman explains the moon as follows. This is very, very, very important. And we have to train ourselves. This is the training of life. The main thing is for the person, Amuna, ready? Amuna 101. Amuna 101. But by us, it's like no one talks about this until maybe never. Amuna 101. The main thing is for the person to accustom himself to habituate his thoughts continuously, thinking, so that they are imprinted in his heart and mind that everything he sees with his eyes, the heavens and the earth, and all they contain, Every day, the food you eat, the work you go to, the family you have, the interactions, the social interactions, everything that happens, all constitute the outer garments of the King, the Holy One, blessed be He. That's all the Lukas. And Muna 101 is to train our minds that it is the Rabbonu Shalom. 202, Bitochon is then to trust them and, have, and, and feel that. But Amuna doesn't start. You can learn all the books in the world. It does not start. Real Amunah does not start until you start training your mind to seeing HaKadosh Baruch in your life. Even if it's once a day. HaKadosh Baruch this is you. This came from you. Even if you say once a day with the food, this is from you. Which anyway we say brachas. The whole point of the brachas is to actually know what you're saying. Borei Hashem, you're the Borei Priyayetz. You're the Borei Minimizonas. This is all we're going to talk about. That we, we say a lot of words all the time, but we're not locked into those words. We just said a lot of words by Shachras, Salichas. We have to be locked in. That's Amunah 101. And we read it again. To habituate his thoughts continuously so that they are imprinted in his heart and mind. So when we think about something a lot, a lot, that's what he's saying. You can be dyke in every word, even though it's translated, but it's translated exactly from probably the Lashon Kodesh. If you want something in your mind, in your heart, imprinted, mind being We'll call it for now, emuna, heart being bitachon, as we've discussed, right? Mindful is emuna, heart-filled is, is bitachon. If you habituate your thought, if you're thinking about something all the time, all the time, it enters into your mind, and then when you continue thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it, eventually it enters into your heart, and you become emotionally connected to it. So if all day long a person's thinking about money, or most of his day, because that's life, then you become emotionally connected to money. If all day long a person would be thinking about his wife and his kids, which he should be, or some parts of the day, right? You become emotionally connected to them. If you're thinking about a Kaddish Baruch all the time, all the time, as much as you possibly can, or whatever, you become emotionally connected to a Kaddish Baruch It's very, it's, it's very simple. There's no tricks. Kaddish Baruch made a very simple system. We just make it complicated. It's very simple. Just think about it. You want something to man- you want to manifest good in your life? Joe, what you do if you want to manifest good in your life? 
Think positive. Yes? Laws of attraction. You could say it fancy if you want. Just think positive. How do you think positive? If you have bitachon. Then everything's positive. Everything's optimistic. Everything's good. So he should habituate his thoughts continuously so that they are imprinted in his heart and mind that everything he sees with his eyes, what's the thought? Everything in the heavens and the earth and all they contain, they all constitute the outer garments of a king. We're not going to get into what's the outer versus the inner, but it's the Rebbonashal, the Shechinah Tosha. In this way, he will also constantly remember their inwardness, the Pneumius, it's a little bit, a little bit deeper, but if you, if you start training yourself, you'll start to see new vistas will open up in your life. The more you think about the Rebbonashal in, in, in your life, just keep doing it. You can't explain to anybody. It's an experience. Your life will open up in ways that it's personal to you. You'll start to see differently. You'll start to feel differently. you start to understand life in a way that you never even knew possible. Because you're connected to real life. To Kodesh Baruch Not to just Teva. One will constantly remember their inwardness and vitality, which is Hashem. This is also implicit in the word Amuna. Listen to this, Gvaldik. Right? In Lashon Kodesh, every letter is important and every word it has a Shorish. So Amuna, one of the main words of our life, also, and we've seen this word many times in different places, whether we're learning <clears throat> or it's in the Parsha, the word Amuna, he says, I'm sorry, this is also implicit in the word Amuna faith, which is a term that also indicates training. The person accustoms himself. Because the word is um. He doesn't, oh, he doesn't say it yet. One second. Which is a term that also indicates training. The person accustoms himself like a craftsman who trains his hands and so forth. Because the word, he keeps going, the word amuna is et, etymologically, yeah, I don't know, rooted in the word uman. Right? Uman. Not Rosh Hashanah, uman, uman, Rosh Hashanah. But Uman is a craftsman. Uman's a craftsman. So if you want to add a hey, Hashem, yeah, it's a Muna. You become a, a, a Baki, you become skilled in the craft called HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which is all life. In order to be, success, to be successful in an artisan with a talent for painting, pottery, and the like, must have, this person must habituate and train his hands. The first time you try to do it, it doesn't go so well. You, you crush the, you, you ever go to try to do pottery? I probably did it like an air like 20 years ago. The first time you, you, you start, right, it has to be very soft. So you like crush it with your fingers because we're used to like holding baseballs and stuff. Pottery is not like holding a baseball or a hockey sticker. Be very soft. So you have to train yourself slowly but surely. The same is true with faith in Hashem. Every Jew possesses faith. However, for this faith to be actualized, we are born with innate, inherent emunah. It's inside of us. We have an Hashem. We have a brain that's filled with wisdom. But if we want to actualize it, and a person's actions be in consonance with it, he must habituate and train himself to recognize the godliness in everything. And the way we do that is, first and foremost, thinking. First and foremost, thinking. We'll keep reading because it's important. The following is a letter from the Lubavitcher Rebbe to a recipient who he felt was lacking in trust. Just now I dispatched a telegram to you in which is written, Says the Rebbe to this person, I am extremely surprised at your low spirits. You should follow the directives of the two medical specialists and strengthen your trust in Hashem, who will certainly restore you to your former health. I wait to hear good tidings with blessings for a speedy recovery. I'm surprised at this person. The Rebbe continues, and this is the Iker. 
A person studies and studies. I believe we, we said this in one of the Akdamas. Tell me one or two, I don't remember. We read this. It was actually in the introduction to the Sefer. A person studies and studies regarding divine providence. A person learns about Amuna. He learns about Bitachon. He learns about opposition. He learns about all these sugyas. We've heard Shiram about it. But when it comes to practical application, where's the trust? Right? Where is it? You're learning about it all the time, but where is it? Because to get from the mind, from learning, into practical application, you need to know how to do that. It doesn't just happen. You should study Sharabitachon, the gate of trust in Chavos Levavos, three or four times. It is self-understood that I do not mean that you should study it all in one time, but in the course of a few weeks, <laughs> we've been, it's like, it's like our 32nd shear or something, and you know, we're in chapter three. But a person should be going through this again and again, even very basic. We're going through Ian, I, I mentioned. A person should be reading this on his own faster. Lapis, that's okay. The more, because this is this could habituate your thinking. That's what we're trying to do. Know the rules of the Rebona Shalom, know the qualities, and just keep thinking about it, looping through. People who have been doing this for years, some people who learned, I don't know, Bilbao Mishkanevna, if you've learned that, and your mind starts to think like this, that you think differently through situations. I've spoken to people in this room, their minds are different than the average person because they've been thinking about these concepts for a long time. You think differently, you act differently, you feel different. Your speech is different. I speak to people. I speak to people. There's a different way of speaking for the people who are plugged into Muni It's just a different way. Their bonus is on their lips much more. Very simple. And we learned the Chavos of Avos. He taught us that one, a Babadon, should, not to brag, but he should use a Kaddish Baba. He should speak about a Muni Bitochon. shouldn't hide it. Like the alchemist tries to hide his Secrets. A yid with bitachon should not hide his secret, his secret sauce called bitachon. Tell it to the world. There's enough for everybody. There's enough for everybody. In another letter, Lubavitch Rebbe writes, "You must be strong in your trust that Hashem will lead you in a proper path and bring your success, bring you success in your holy work. And if doubts regarding this enter your mind, this does not indicate a doubt regarding your ability." Rather, this indicates a weakness in your trust. But how often do our doubts hit in, in our abilities? That's what, that's what we doubt. We start to doubt our abilities. But that's not even really what you're doubting. The problem is that we don't, we're not spiritually sensitive. When we start doubting, it's, it's bitachon. We have to strengthen that. We can't, have, we can't have a weak link. And the remedy for this is to study Shara Bitochon and and more generally, to be bound to the tree of life, the study of Chasidis. So we're going to try, we try to do it together. with Chasidis. That's what this whole, that's why Chabad wrote this. They, that, I mean, they translated and they put it in their notes here because Lavavich Rebbe said this is the way to do it. Chasidis and Chavos together. And to participate in Chasidic Fabrengen with genuine Chasidic joy on a frequent basis. We got to Fabreng more. And to be happy and to make others happy. Because Chovos of Ovos is training, is training the mind. Chasidis is giving us a big overall view. But then behaviorally, be, uh, to, to do it in a way of behavior, can't speak English anymore, you need it for brain. You need to do things that make you happy. Right? To connect to Kodesh Baruch Hu. So, again, back to about what we were saying, is the Chovos of Ovos is saying, Kodesh Baruch Hu knows what's in our minds. He knows all of our actions, he knows what's in our minds. And anybody who says an Ani Maman, anybody say the Ani Maman's every day? 
It's one of the Ani Mamans. Which number? Am I know? Who can go through it? I, I didn't know. I had to look it up today. <laughs> I don't say it every day. Number 10. Ani Mamin Bemunu Shalema Shaboris Borach Shemo. Yodeya Komaisa Bnei Adam. Kaddish Baruch knows all the actions of all people. The Komach Shavosam. He knows all their thoughts. Shinema the Pazik is Hayotzer Yachet Libon Hamevin Al Komaseim. HaKadosh Baruch fashions all hearts together. HaYotzer Yachet Libon Hamevin Al Komaseim. And he understands, he knows all the actions of man. So it's interesting. We're not going to get into it too much, but I was thinking about it this morning. Hamevin Al Komaseim means Hashem knows all of, all actions. But where do you know that he knows the thoughts of a person? doesn't say that here. So Rashi on the spot in Tehillim on Hayotzer Yachad Libam HaKadosh Baruch Hu fashioned all hearts together. Interesting usage of the Lashon. Rashi says there that Hashem knows everybody's thoughts. I didn't get to think about it, what exactly, how that worked out. What's the Shaykh is to Hashem creating all hearts together that he knows all their thoughts. I'm not sure. But that's where Rashi there on the spot says that. Okay. So let's go weiter. Page 72 on top. Now we bring some psukim to support this concept. Kasher Omer Kasev, the Pasuk says, Hashem yodea machshavos adam ki havel. And the Pasuk says in Tehillim, Hashem knows the thoughts of man. They're vanity. He knows what's going on. And the Pasuk says in Tehillim, V'amr halo sochein libos huyavin. That surely he understands the inner recesses, the libo, the heart, the inner thoughts, the inner recesses of a person's heart. It says in Mishlei, V'amr ki ata levadcha yadata. And Shlomo Melech, like his father, says, For you alone know the hearts of all people. You alone know the hearts of all people. The heart, the chovos halavavos. Right? We always think that we think with our mind, but we also have, we don't think with our heart, but the way we speak about it is chovos halavavos, the thoughts, the obligations of the heart, which is the obligations of the mind, the thinking of the deep sugyas of Amuna and Bitachon. <clears throat> And one should try to interact with the Kaddish Baruch Hu in, the, in, in a way of thought. You should. We interact with the Kaddish Baruch Hu often with our actions, mitzvahs, and we deal with him also in davening. But one should, as part of the system, interact with the Kaddish Baruch Hu in his thoughts. Because Hasidus teaches us not only does Hashem know our thoughts, right? Just like we say, HaKaddish Baruch Hu is the Mashgiach, right? He's, uh, what's it called in... Um, Divine Providence, it's slipping my mind. Hashkacha Pratis, thank you. Hashkacha Pratis, classically is translated as, Hashem knows what's going on. He's mashgiach and every part. He knows what's going on. But we know that's not the emiss. The emiss is that he's God, he's doing it. He's the, v'atem is kulam. You're the one who's giving energy, you're giving the vitality to this second, this moment, whether it's an action, a feeling, a thought. So it's Kodesh Baruch So when we're saying that Hashem knows our thoughts, it's not just He knows our thoughts, He is our thoughts. And therefore, a person, again, if Bitochen want, if he wants to be a real Avod Hashem, B'nai Aliyah, working on Bitochen, you have to go to the Aliyah, the attic. And a person can, can interact with the Bari Olam and his thoughts. You have a thought about something, and then you go back and forth with the Kaddish Baruch in your head about that thought. Kaddish Baruch, why'd you give me that thought? And then you think about that. And then you go back and forth in your head. It's, it's, it's a cool thing to do. It's important not to just do that. It's also important to speak and to do, but it's a whole system. And one should try to interact. 
these verses instead, instead, because if you're not, then we're just going to loop through the same silly thoughts all the time that we do. The same nervous, anxiety type thoughts or whatever else we're thinking about. Most people think about the same things, you know, every day. Pretty much. You loop through the same situations almost every day. Or if a certain situation is similar to a certain situation the day before, we think about it the same way. Even though the, the variables might be different, but again, we have a, pro- a way of thinking that we were born into, that we raised in our mind for so long. We want to realign that. We want to change it, rewire it. So go into the thoughts. There's a high level, but we're going to speak about it anyway. Go into it. Take five minutes a day, ten minutes a day. Catch yourself thinking negatively and go into that place. Why am I thinking negative, negatively? Because there's nothing negative about you. I must be not thinking about you. Why am I not thinking about you? What, what's going on over here? Go into that place. It's a deep place. It's a very powerful place. Let's just read this last uh, paragraph here. These psukim all speak about how Hashem knows the thoughts of man. If he is aware of the thoughts of man, then all the more so he must be aware of man's actions as well. So thoughts we have to get into. That's part A. Now listen to what he says. Which is very apropos for this time that we're in right now, this fast day and this three weeks. Listen to what he says. When this becomes clear to the person who relies on Hashem, person knows that Kodesh Baruch is in his thoughts, then he will understand that it is improper to claim that he is a person who relies on Hashem and may be exalted as a result of his verbal expression, because the person says, Emir Hashem, Be'ezrus Hashem, he might even throw a Yisbarach in there, right? Because I say, Amen Yehishmei Rabba out loud. It would be inappropriate to think and to claim that you're Rabba al-Bitachon without true reliance on him in, in his heart and in private. Is it real or is it not real? <clears throat> Talk is cheap. If he merely recites having Bitachon, then he will be on the level of those about whom the verse says in Yeshaya, with his mouth and with his lips, he honors me. Kaddish Baruch is saying through Yeshaya, Navi, the people they daven, they say Amir Tzashem, they say Bezus Hashem, they speak fancy, they say fancy you know, Yiddish phrases, they daven all the time, but he distances his heart from me. Because we could talk the talk, but our heart can be in a totally different place. Because talk can be manipulative, it could be tricky. Look at Bill in this expression. Right? So we have to be very careful that what we say is what we mean, or at least we should try to mean what we say. Now, I'll ask, to just to end off, but I want to just bring out a, a Nakuda. I'll start with a question. If you use their translation here, that Rechak, Rechak meant that the, his heart, but he distances his heart from me. Rechak as a verb. The Pasuk could have said that people use their mouths and lips to honor me, but his heart is distant. A statement, right? That would make sense. Kodesh Baruch was bemoaning the fact that Yidin are davening, but they don't mean it. His heart is distant. But it doesn't say that. It says, Rechak mimeni. It's more of a verb. The person is distancing his heart from me. 
when we say words of davening, we're distancing our heart from HaKadosh Baruch When we're saying Be'ezus Hashem, we're distancing our heart from HaKadosh Baruch We might be distant. We might be far. But we're, we're getting further? What's the, what's the pshat? What is, what's the understanding of this? Go for it. Now, there's no wrong answers. Except for what you're about to say. No. Is it possible that when you go through the motions without the feeling that you're distancing yourself? Why? Because What's happening? You're, it's becoming more rote and... Sometimes when you when you have when you're it's like the same when you when it's gone you miss it that maybe when you take a break from it then then you come back to it with more. No, go back to the first thing you're saying. Go back to the first thing you're saying because when you say it again and again without true meaning, you're making it more out of rote. You're distancing yourself. You trust them less and less and less. He's getting he's getting further away. Like and the, yeah, go go. It's like putting a post-it note to remind yourself of something. After a while, you see it every day. It's just like right. You forget about, about it, even though it's in your face. That's what happens if we don't have true meaning behind our words. We're actually distancing ourselves from Kadosh Baruch Hu. And so, I want to make two points. Number one point. So, Joe saying that the more we say words without meaning, it's more out of rote, we're distancing ourselves. But another nakuda is that when, when a person is saying words, and he's, what are words, right? The way we'll speak in Hasidus, the what are words is a gilay das. You speak out what's in your mind. The problem is, is that, if we are speaking out words and our mind's in a different place, okay, we're now going to be breaking ourselves. My mind is over here, okay? Imagine whatever that is over here. And I'm speaking over here. Now my mind is going to think that I'm holding here because that's what I'm saying. That's Hashem. It's Hashem. But really, you're actually over here. You don't really trust. So by you thinking... Like your Dibor, if you think you're holding what your Dibor is saying, but you're really not, and you're just tricking yourself, again, i.e. Bilam, then you're actually going to distance yourself further and further from the truth. You don't even know where you're holding anymore. Does that make sense? It's a little bit of a deeper Nakuda. Joe's is simple and it's, it's better just to keep what that might be. Just, the more we say things without meaning, we more out of rote. Anashim milumada, it's called. But what's the end of the Pasuk? Joe nailed it. What's the end of the Pasuk? The Pasuk says, V'libo richak mimeni, V'tihi yerasim osi, And their yira of me, Mitzvah anashim milumada, Becomes out of rote. That's the end of the Pasuk. That's exactly what Joe's saying. But also it's because we're tricking ourselves, which is very, very dangerous. Of course we should still say words like Bezus Hashem. We shouldn't not, but we should believe it. Because if we really, really 100% believed in the words we were saying, right? person says, how's it, going, uh, how's it going with that deal? I don't know. How's it going with the doc? Be'ezus Hashem. In Yirtzah Hashem. It should go well. Right? What did you just say? If Hashem wills it, it will be good. So right now, at this moment, you're basically saying words of Bitochem. 
If a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants it to be, it will be. And if he doesn't want it to be, it won't be. So at that moment, you should be totally calm every time you say those words. Again, we're human beings. We're not perfect, but we should be a little bit on that derech because those are words of Bittach. I'm saying, I'm throwing on a Kaddish Baruch Hu. I'm calm. I'm good. And if I'm low rotza, low rotza. But we don't always feel that way. It just became part of speech. Mir Tashem should go exactly the way I want it. And if it doesn't, I'm going to kick and scream and cry and be a baby. Or by davening. Right? We're now, we're now mamish, we're mamish in the three weeks. We're saying, I mean, it's, we can talk about this every day of the year, but we're mentioning every day for the next three weeks, three times a day, every day for the next three weeks, three times a day, we're saying those words. We're in the three weeks. We should be davening for, for Yerushalayim, thinking about Yerushalayim. But if we don't think for a second, your city, Yerushalayim, bring us back, bring it back with compassion, and we're just going to distance ourselves, Shimon Esther is going to become more out of rote, more out of rote, more out of rote. So it's very important for Bitachon, very, very important, to A, know that a Kaddish Baruch knows your thoughts, interact with him at that level, and also try to mean what you say. Because if you mean what you say, you'll say what you mean. And it'll be a beautiful cycle. Okay? Mitzvah Mishbizochah.